Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. How did you get involved in dealing with these spiritual issues we're going to talk about tonight? How did this happen for you? Well, George, I started astral projecting when I was three. Three years old? Wow. I didn't know what it was. I just know that um, at certain times I'd go to bed and I'd be lying there, you know, waiting to go to sleep, and I'd feel this, like, buzzing vibration come over me, and then I would float out of my body, and I could float through the wall, and, you know, learned how to get around the neighborhood, and this was happening to me multiple times per night uh, sometimes. And so I got used to it, and I'd try and tell my my mother, I said, Mommy, I went and did this and did that, and she just pat me on the head, smile, and give me a cookie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing. So, I, and I'd never read or heard anything about this, so I just didn't mention it. I thought it was normal. That's pretty dramatic. My first out of body experience, Robert, was eleven, and I too didn't know what I, what was happening to me until I went to the library and found a book on uh, projections of the astral body by Sylvan Muldoon and Hayward Carrington. And realized, yeah, I read that. yeah, and re- realized, wow, this is what happened to me. I was bouncing on the ceiling, looking down at my body, and then just when I was beginning to realize what was going on, it slammed me right back into my body again. But uh, we all astral project every night, don't we? Yes, everybody projects every night, and this includes animals, dogs, cats, horses, every every living thing astral projects whenever they sleep but very few of us remember it. It seems to be something to do with the age of the soul concerned. If um, a human being, you know, we live multiple lives, and it seems to be some of the um, souls may be older or more well-developed than others, 
And those people, they tend to remember their astral projections more easily. Whereas most other people, you know, of course, we rarely remember them. And if we do, there's so little information about astral projection in our world today that if most people that have these sort of things are terrified by what happens and they think they're under demonic attack. And a lot of the cases, people coming to me with uh, demonic problems and that, by the time I investigate it and talk about it, it's obvious to me that they've been experiencing astral projection-related symptoms. And there's, there's no bad entities involved at all. It's just their understanding is wrong. Absolutely. Why do we astral project in the first place, Robert? What's the benefit? I don't really know, George. I mean, I, I know a bit more than most people do about this because I've explored it so much firsthand. But why we do it is still a bit of a mystery. It is a natural phenomena because, in my experience, astral projection applies to all living things. Um, as far as I know, even fish astral project if they sleep. I mean, hmm. often, uh, often when I have an astral projection, I remember when my children, I had six children, and when they were small, I would astral project, and all of my children would come with me in the astral projection, bringing the dogs and the cats, and I had this herd coming with me, just like they would in real life if I went for a walk. It was amazing. But the children, of course, were dashing around saying, Daddy, Daddy, I can fly. I can really, really fly. Look at me, look at me. It was awesome. I love it. Yeah. In, in, in the book I read with Sylvan Muldoon and Hayward Carrington, they talked about different levels of the astral plane, that there were some levels you didn't want to stop at. You just had to keep on going. Do you find that to be the case? I think that I've read the books in Quest, and you're talking about that's quite an old one. But the um, um, there's a lot of religious thinking involved in uh, the you know, earlier considerations of the astral planes, the astral dimension, and this includes the uh, firm belief that if anybody disturbed you or touched you while you were astral projecting, your physical body would die on the spot. It was lethal. Of course, that's not true. That's not true. Um, you know, if you have an astral projection and somebody wakes you up, you'll wake up just like you would do in, from a dream or something. But the um, um, what astral projection is for, I, I don't really know. I mean, I could speculate that we spend uh, one-third of our life dreaming, sleeping, and, of course, astral projecting. And in some way, this involves us reconnecting with our roots, with our soul, with where we came from. There is some reconnection there, like we, we take a moment, a breath to reconnect download our experience data, and then we wake up here and continue our life. It's something like that. Now, with astral projection, before you go to bed, sometimes people feel that jarring effect, that, that quick little burst. That, I think, is the astral body just about ready to leave the physical body. What do you think? Yes, it is. And... Uh, this is normally prevalent in people. If you have a sleep deficit, 
you're going to get that more likely. If you get a, a significant sleep deficit, uh, every time you relax, you'll get these little shocks going through you, which is your astral body trying to get out so that you can sleep. Um, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, that's part of the techniques we teach, which work for some people, is to you know, go to bed um, uh, a little bit, half an hour early every night, and after a couple of weeks, you'll find you'll have a nice little sleep deficit which can aid you in astral projecting. Well, with Robert Bruce, uh, we are talking about astral projection. At the half, we're going to start talking about psychic attacks and how you can defend yourself. What is the umbilical cord that we hear so much about in astral projection that connects the physical body and the astral body, Robert? That's called typically called the silver cord. And I first saw that when I was a child, uh, and I was, ex, you know, ex, I was like, I don't know, five, six years of age, and I'm exploring the formula, and uh, I come across in a circumstance where I saw my physical body, and I saw this uh, sparkling um, silver-like cord, about as thick as my wrist, coming from my navel area. And I looked down and found it was coming from the navel area of my astral body as well, connecting me together. And over the years, I kept an eye out for that. And I saw that many, many times on myself and on other people. You don't always see it, but you will occasionally see it. And it's, this is, of course, what connects your astral body to your physical body. There is something connecting us anyway. I don't know what the astral body is made out of. It is more like a, you could call it a, a thought projection or something like that. But it is, it has some substance to it. Mm -hmm. And um, the silver cord is, if you look closely at the silver cord, it's like, uh, you know the static you get on a television when you turn it off station? Right, right. It, it looks like that, sparkles moving around in this cord about as thick as your wrist. If you die, is that cord severed from your physical body? I think it is It is several, depending upon how you died, whether you died quickly or slowly, or I mean, if you're blown up in an explosion, or if you die in a hospital bed, I think there probably be differences there. But, you know, when you die, that would be severed, and you would be separated from your physical body, and then you would begin the afterlife process. Um and what happens to you when you die? I mean, your astral body is involved in the afterlife process because when your physical body dies, your astral body is released and uh, from the physical body and then that is what maintains you as you go through the afterlife process. You're now living in your astral body. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Could the astral body, Robert, be one's soul? I think it is, George. Um, even though it is, if you look at an astral body, I mean, if you're in the astral, two people in the astral, you look at each other and you look pretty much the same or a clairvoyant can see an astral, an astral projector. But you know, you're not look. You're not looking at the image of your soul because um, it, it's a bit confusing. Because your soul is sexless; it's neither male nor female, and it is usually ancient. And you may have lived hundreds or thousands of lifetimes. And in between of these lifetimes, we completely forget everything, and our minds are like reset, reformatted, ready for the new one. And it's obvious why that would work, because if we didn't lose our memories, it would greatly interfere with our life. For example, if you just spent a few lifetimes as a woman, and then you are born as a man, if you still have memories of being a woman, that could cause you problems and vice versa. What is the mind split effect, Robert? The mind split effect is what happens when you have an astral projection because it is possible to be conscious while an astral projection is occurring. Now, uh, a lot of people, they try to have an astral projection. They go through various techniques and that, and they, they get to a point where they feel that falling sensation or that buzzing in their body, um, and maybe a, a rapid heartbeat-like sensation, and then it all stops. And they think, ah, oh, I've failed again, and they feel really tired, and they just want to sleep. But what they don't realize has happened, they've actually succeeded when those symptoms have appeared. Their astral body shifted out, but they remain awake in their physical body. Their mind is a part of the physical body is still functioning. The astral body, the mind split effect occurs because the astral body contains a complete copy of your mind at the moment the split occurs. And that is functioning independently of the physical body. So now there's two of you. We had a lot of calls during the hospital stay situations, Robert, where a, a patient who's in surgery floats out of their physical body and floats above the physical body and can actually see the operating room, the doctors and the assistants and the attendants doing whatever they do, talking about the patient. And I've had calls from some people who come back 
into their physical body. And when they're awake, the doctor checks up on them saying, how are you feeling? And the person will say, why'd you say that joke about me when you were cutting into me? And the doctor is like in shock because it's true. Yeah, yeah. I've done that, George. And it's um, sometimes you can do it uh, manually, which means I'm intentionally, I intend to do something like that, go and check on something. But you also get like your higher self, um, also known as God, whatever you want to call it, seems to pull you out of your body and show you anything important that's happening around you. And it has its own reasoning behind this. Um, I remember once many, many years ago, my uh, um, my ex-wife, uh, Sally, um, would, without me knowing, I hadn't spoken to her or seen her in years, and she dated another guy, and I had a vivid experience about her that night. And I phoned her up the next morning, I said, Sally, who the hell is Patrick? And that was her new boyfriend she ended up marrying. Him. Wow, was she in shock? Yeah, she said, how did you know that? I just met him. <laughs> I love it. It was funny. What are the Akashic Records, Robert? We hear so many stories about them. I, I mean, is it like the book of records of one's life? It's it's related to that. The Akashic Records is a dimension, um, you could say. It can also be um, perceived as a place. Like if you are more on astral projection, uh, if you have some idea of there is a place where all records, past, present, and future are stored for humanity, then you would want to go there and typically you would try to imagine a, a, a big uh, fancy library scenario where you can um, you know, walk up the big steps with the marble columns and enter a library and see all the shelves of books. And then you would expect and want a helper maybe to come along and show you where to look for whatever it is you're looking for. And that's one way it can be um, perceived. Another way is you have uh, clairvoyance and psychics tune into that frequency, which is the Akashic Records, and that's where they get their information from about uh, past, present, and future events. What are your recommendations, um, Rob? Go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Recommendations is, um, the Akashic Records is not something you would want to start out with. Um, you know, it's a little, it can be a little bit tricky, but once you master the basics of astral projection or even lucid dreaming, you can access the Akashic Records. For, uh, it's just... Keep a clear mind about what you want to um, know about, whether you want to know about something about the past or the present or the future, and keep that in your mind as you approach it. And it will arrange itself around showing you that in a, in a logical way. You might need a helper there which will automatically know what you want to see and it will take you along and show you a particular book which will open and will be like a television screen and you will have visions of the information that you want to see. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. 
our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.